Today on Faith Walk, you are going to meet an intriguing person, one of the most important people in the Assyrian movement. You'll want to hear every word he has to say. Stay with me. I'll be right back. Finding and knowing God is a faith walk. The Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Our hope lies in the coming Messiah, who will establish God's peaceful kingdom on earth. This is Faith Walk with Ron Susak. Dr. Ron is an evangelist committed to encourage and equip your faith walk as we pass through these turbulent end-time days awaiting that soon-coming kingdom. Here again is Ron Susak. With us today is Sabro. Sabro, it is so good to be with you today and to see you. Thank you very much, uh, Ron. It's an honor to be with you. I'm going to give our friends uh, around the world that are watching right now a little background as to how you and I got to know each other. It was uh, quite a number of years ago when I was compelled by God to do the research and to write the book called The Assyrian Prophecy. And uh, I was frustrated because I would be calling the Ashurbanipal Library and they wouldn't return the calls. They were nice to me when we got through, but uh, we weren't connecting. And I I called other people and and I just couldn't get the information I was looking for. And I remember when I saw your name in a news article and I called you, you're in California, I'm in Pennsylvania. And I remember saying your name in, at that time was Sabri. And we, we might get to why your name has changed back to what it was originally. But I remember saying to you, um, my name is Ron Susak. You don't know me from anyone, but I want you to make a promise to me before we go any further. And you said, watch that. And I said, promise me that you won't hang up until I'm done telling my story. And you said, all right, I promise. And I shared with you how God had was compelling me to write this book and why and that so forth. And I remember your answer. You said, Ron, you are being stonewalled, not because of you, but because my people no longer know who to trust. Then you went on to say, I will give you a thousand and one percent support. And you have. You've done unbelievable things in helping us get our message out there, which is really your message. And uh, let's back up now. You were born and raised where? I was born in uh, south of southeast Turkey uh, in a village called Arbo. We were surrounded by 200 more Assyrian villages. We had some monasteries. We are Christian. We are indigenous people of Mesopotamia. We are Assyrians. I left my village when I was nine years old. And since that, I didn't go back to my village. And it is an honor for me uh, speaking to you, Ran. Also, you kept your promise. You are working so hard. I really Myself and my people, Assyria, appreciate the work that you are doing very much. So you know that. Well, thank you for those kind words. But in in all honesty, uh, as you know, I I love what I'm doing, but I didn't choose it. It chose me. Uh, It came to me. And uh, God put his hand on me when ISIS attacked in 2017. 
after I had been doing a lot of thinking and reading and studying and came to know the Assyrian people and, and the situation. And I have to tell you that thank you for using the word honor, but I feel like the honored one to know you, you. and to be working with you. And I'm just pleading with God constantly. He's given you and me a very heavy li- load to lift, very heavy load, uh, because the the Assyrian cause is not known or understood by the world, and no one seems to care. And to get their attention and to get them to care is a very heavy lift. But by the power of God, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Tell me, you you shared with me a story that went around your village when you were a boy. And that story, I remember I, I wrote about it in my book and about you in my book. And in that story, in a real sense, that story of a woman who was carrying her baby, they were being taken into captivity. I'm going to stop there and let you tell the story. Uh, really shaped almost everything that you're focused on and doing to this day. Share that story. Yeah, you know, uh, when I was very young, I saw the elderly people that they were very sad and they were quiet. They didn't dare to speak to anybody, but they were very silent. They went through many difficult things in their life. They were traumatized people, and still, Assyrians, they are traumatized people because what happened to them. In 1914, 1918, it was a genocide. Uh, 400,000 Assyrians, because of their faith, Christian ethnicity, they were exterminated by the Ottoman Turks, irregular Kurds. And I interviewed many genocide survivors, and I have their testimonies. And many of these testimonies that I had, they were parents, they were killed. And uh, many times, father, they were killed. They were mother captured. Their kids, they were without father, without mother. And they were kind of taken by Muslim families. And it seems one of these stories that a young lady, young children, that her father was killed and mother was captured by a Kurdish aga and she was screaming and without knowing to whom, whom is going to help her. And many elderly people, they were watching the sky. God, you don't see what happened to us. When are you coming to rescue us? And many elderly people, they were asked, are you going to be to convert to Islam or are you going to die? Will you be too killed? And I can assure you that 90% of these elderly people, they said, we will rather to be killed on the name of Jesus, but we will not uh, leave our faith and they die as a Christians. And there was one woman who was in a line of people, and they were being taken into captivity. Yes. And a man came and took her baby. Tell that story. Yeah, well, what I recall, and uh, uh, she was taking, and but her daughter, she was holding her hands, and the ch- a chaush, a a military office of the Ottoman uh, Turks. They took this lady and her baby was crying after her. And, you know, there are so many, many, many 
so sad stories that I told that I heard. I don't know which one I should tell you, but it happened so many difficult things to these people. And still these people, elderly people, young generation, they remember what happened to them. And you know, trauma, it is goes from generation to generation. And all this that I heard, that I interviewed, also affect my personality. And when you called me also several years ago, I said, oh, this guy, this is, my name is Sabro, means patient. I have patient. I was expecting somebody to send, to be sent by God. And this is Dr. Ran Susek. And I was very happy. And so we need people like you, Dr. Ran, and many other Christians in American society to understand our cry, to understand our people, and all together to come together and do something more for humanity, for the Christians in the Middle East, and see what they are facing through their lives. So, bro, you put your finger on such a critical thing. No question about the fact that there are so many stories, tens of thousands of stories, of people who were massacred, people who were abducted and raped and sold into sex slavery. Um, I'm talking about Assyrians. Uh, There were other groups that were suffering as well, the Armenians and the Greeks. The Assyrians, percentage-wise, suffered more than any other nation I have ever read about on Earth. And um, you have sent me some of those stories. one where in a village, the moment the word jihad goes out, it's all over. And uh, the, the, the demonic force behind the readiness to turn from a friendly neighbor into a demonic-filled murderer, willing to throw people alive in a pit and pour gas on them and burn them alive, and all the atrocities that have happened uh, and isn't it sad that in World War II, President Eisenhower had to say regarding the Holocaust, get pictures, because the day will come when people will say this never happened. And there are those who are daring to be that stupid as to claim it hasn't happened. It happened there. It happened to your people. And, and that is one of the things that drives you and me And we are hoping that maybe in our sharing this together, we're going to gain more of a tidal wave of people saying, what can I do? How can I get on board? Uh, And because we could easily say, well, there are so many minority groups that suffer persecution. This is just another one. No, it's not. You are the people of a prophecy God made through Isaiah. You are a people with a divinely designed and determined future. And if we are going to be praying down the kingdom of God as Jesus taught us to pray, and if we are going to be encouraging people, the Assyrian people, to get ready for their service under the Messiah, which will be a blessing to the whole world, we really need to get a team of people worldwide praying and standing with us and helping us. How can people best assist us? I think one of the best ways to get a copy of your book, The Assyrian Prophecy, uh, to get information 
to know who are these people, what we are talking about, what is their need, what we need to accomplish. This is the first uh, step. And then they can contact you. Uh, uh, hold your thought there. Let me just quickly inject yeah. that if you're sitting there saying, okay, I'm with you, Sabro, how do I do it? Yeah. Just go to the Assyrian Project dot yeah. org. The Assyrian Project dot org and you can get a copy of the book. I hope you will. It's going to broaden your view of end time events. Sorry to interrupt, but I thought we'd better throw that in right now. Go ahead. Yeah, you are right. To get a copy, whenever, wherever you are, Dr. Nan and I uh, are willing to come to your community and face-to-face talk to you. Arrange something for us. We are coming to share our thoughts, our experience together with you. And the work that we want to do it, we want to to do it together. So uh, please contact us and see uh, when you support Assyrians, you support yourself, you support uh, humanity. We are part of the humanity. We never, uh, we should never forget what happened 9-11. We never should forget what happened to over 2 million Christians, Armenians, Assyrians, and Greeks. These kind of crimes, they are crimes against humanity. And we should remember this in order to prevent a such crimes in the future. So, please. Now, you're not just a man of talk. You're, you're an activist, an amazing activist. Yeah. And uh, you began an organization that has chapters around the world Give the title of that and explain the, the what's behind the name of the title and what these groups are doing. Yeah, it was around year 2000, uh, 2003. I, was, I am the founder of the Assyrian Genocide Research in Assyrian called SAFO Center. We have branches in uh, all Europe, in Sweden, Germany. Hey, now, nobody understood what you just said when you said Seifu Centers. Seifu Center. That's what I you explain. What does that mean, Seifu Center? Seifu, it is in uh, our language, means sword. 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 Why sword? Because our people in 1914, they were killed by, by a sword. Maybe you see these pictures. Uh, maybe you see another picture of sword here. Uh, and uh, and here it is a short text, the sword of Muhammad and the name of uh, Islam. Our people, they were killed by a sword that we call it Seifo. And Seifo Center was established in Europe, in Sweden, in Germany, in the Netherlands. We have other branches in Switzerland, also two branches in the U.S. One of them is in Arizona, the other one is in the whole U.S. And we do organize the conferences at the parliament, for example, three conferences at the European Parliament, uh, in UK, in Armenia, in Greece. And I travel a lot, give presentation, raise awareness about what happened to 
Assyrians, Armenians, and Greeks, Christians. We do documentation, we do lobby, and uh, we, we publish books, uh, we translate books, and still we are doing this uh, work. And last year I was in Europe. Uh, last year I was in Europe, I gave uh, in seven different countries, I guess, I gave 30 presentations. And this summer break, I was again in seven countries uh, to uh, give presentations plus do uh, research in different archives. And now I am in uh, Texas at the University of Texas at, at Dallas. I do my PhD uh, to write my thesis about this genocide that occurred in 1914, 1918 against the Assyrian people and the thesis that I have is the impact of jihad, the Islamic jihad and the participation of the Kurds on the Assyrian genocide. Hopefully next year I will finish it. At the same time I teach twice a week. So this is uh, what I'm doing, Dr. Ran. You went way down the road ahead of me. I want to back you up now. Yeah. Back to the Depot Center. Or some of their activity has been very, very beneficial. Um, and and uh, I'm going to let you tell the story because you have it active. Yeah. If I recall, there are about five states in America where the state governments have are now how many? Eight. Eight now. Yeah. And explain exactly what they have done. And, and this is the activity of the CFO Center. Yeah. Uh, CFO Center, together with all Assyrian organizations try to raise awareness about uh, what happened to our people. Uh, for example, when uh, the state of Arizona or California recognized the Assyrian genocide, it's kind of recognition. It's kind of other institutions hear about the wound that we have. It, it makes us happy. Also kind of witness to our tragedy. So there are eight states recognize the Assyrian genocide. There are many countries and we try to increase these states. Uh, the U.S. Congress, the Senate also mentioned our genocide. Hopefully one day the President of the United States will recognize the Assyrian genocide. And hopefully one day the perpetrators, that is Turkey and the Turkey, the Kurdish allies will be uh, held as a uh, comfortable of this genocide and they will be forced to compensate the crime they did against the Assyrian, Armenian and Greeks. Let's explain the importance of that. There's a saying that I heard recently that is very effective and that is, you cannot change what you tolerate. You cannot change what you tolerate. And there is a lay down and and be passive in the face of wicked, militant aggressiveness against people just because of their faith. Yeah. Not because there's a valid basis for a war. Um, they call it, uh, for example, Turkey would call that, if I recall, Turkification. The purification of Turkey. Purify it from Christianity. Get that out of here. Yeah. And whatever you have to do, whether you force people to leave or kill them, this is what is called genocide. Correct? Yeah, correct. 
And this this is what you are trying to get people to realize. Governments that claim to be governments of freedom, yeah, as well as people who say they believe in freedom, yeah, need to build walls of resistance. If what you tolerate, you cannot change. We must build an intolerant wall that says no more, no more. And you've got to confess and deal with what you have done. We've got to cleanse this. You take it from there. And please uh, try to empathy with us. Let's say, God forbid, if um, you are Christian, you are practicing Christianity, you built your churches, you go pray to God, which is very beautiful. Imagine some forces, they will come and ask you to convert to other religion, if not, they will kill you, they will deport you, they will take your kids, and they do. And then the beautiful churches that you uh, built, they will be converted to mosque and something else. This is what happened to our people. For thousand years, since Christianity, they were the first nation who converted to Christianity. We are indigenous of uh, people in Mesopotamia. We were proud to be, we are proud to be Christians. But in 1914, they didn't allow us to be, to continue with this. They want us to convert to others. And when we did it, they start to kill people. Not only that, they start to take their properties, deport them, take their children, kill them, and destroy their language, identity, everything, and then deny what happened to them. And now they deny what they did towards us. And they converted many, many churches, too many churches, to mosques and something else. So they want us to forget about what happened to us. But this is nothing that we can forget. This is this was like yesterday. This is about our life. And genocide, crimes against humanity, it's repeating itself. 2014, when ISIS took over in Iraq, in Syria, uh, they did the same thing against other Christian groups, Assyrians in Iraq and Syria. And they did it against the Yazidi people in the mountain of Sinjar. 10,000 of Yazidi women, they were taken by ISIS. They were s- selling these women to each other raping them and uh, killing their brothers and uh, uh, parents. And so uh, humanity should hear and say their cries. So, bro, the average American is still convinced that all wars are overseas. And they don't realize it's already now on our soil. It's here now, and it's getting worse. And what you just described, I I wish, I hope our viewers can just begin to imagine, picture in your mind, watching, being forced to watch your wife being raped before your eyes. That happened to many Assyrians. Just picture watching your son being shot to death before your eyes. Just imagine how you would feel 
if someone came and forced you out of your home and now they're living in your home and they didn't pay a thing for it and you're you're out these are the things that have been going on for centuries and they are going to continue to go on and they are going to continue to encroach into america more and more until we decide we're not going to tolerate this anymore talk about that well i have a book behind me but there is no time to find the book uh, these perpetrators in a city diyarbakir in assyrian where Assyrians used to live a perpetrator went to the village and the priest was known and respected in his village they took him in the middle of village in front of everybody insulting him and asked him will you be uh, free are you free to convert to islam he said no never i am christian i will die as a christian in front of his and many others they raped his wife and they asked him other question will you convert to islam he said no never and they did the same to his daughters in front of his eyes they killed his brother and then they asked him they were repeating the same question and they cut his arm uh, legs and they left him there and he said i will die as a christian and he didn't convert and he suffered so much and other people so there are so many stories that i could tell you but uh, these stories that i'm telling you not to feel sorry for other people only not for that but to learn what is going on around us and to be aware of things that uh, never will happen if we were enough aware of it uh, 911 wouldn't be happened here and in one single day or 3000 people they were killed barbarically i am so sorry for them too Thoreau, I'm afraid we're out of time for today. Thank you so much for being with us on Faith Walk. Thank you. You are a gift from God to us and to the world, and I want to encourage you to press on as you've been doing. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Dr. Ron has been talking to us about the end time days and wants us to prepare for the coming kingdom. And he has written a book titled The Assyrian Prophecy. that is a missing part of the end times puzzle and he who sat on the throne said behold i make all things new right for these words are true and faithful the world is not ending god is preparing a new world soon to begin an ancient nation thought lost to extinction is soon to rise anew to prepare for that day isaiah identified this nation in a prophecy that has been hidden in plain sight for some 2700 years its name is assyria my new book the assyrian prophecy reveals how assyria will join with israel and egypt to bless the world under the soon coming messiah amid today's chaos god is searching for righteous people through whom he will bring the prophecy to completion when you reach the end of this book One question will be in your mind. Lord, what would you have me to do? You can learn more at theassyrianproject.org.
Thank you for your gift to help Dr. Ron in building lives by advancing the teaching of God's Word through the programs of Faith Walk. You may never know until heaven whose lives you've impacted somewhere around the world. So please accept and enjoy your copy of The Assyrian Prophecy as our personal thank you for standing with us at Faith Walk. Well, thanks for being with us today, and we hope you'll join us again next week as we find courage for the journey in our Faith Walk.